You are listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. And uh, this evening, Alhamdulillah, Summa, Alhamdulillah, by popular demand, we have our family physician with us, uh, Dr. Farooq Hafiji. But before I greet him and the Ummah, uh, let me tell you what's the topic. It's a beautiful topic indeed. A happy family is a healthy family. And you know, families can be a life-giving uh, force, a, life, a life-giving uh, blessing. When they are healthy and relatively stress-free, when healthy, they can be one you know, constant family. When spiritually connected, they can be a family that's buoyant and a benefit to the community. And when they do whatever divine decree wants them to do, and they do it in a manner that pleases Allah most, then Alhamdulillah, a boon and a barakah on that. And let me welcome you and Dr. Farooq Hafiji with a hearty Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Dr. Saab, who is a world-class family physician, Assalamu alaikum, a special a hearty embrace and Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh to you. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Shafat, and to your listeners. Good to have you here, Doc. And, uh, you know, looking at you, okay, I see you, mashallah, a lot of nur, a lot of barakah, a man with cool, calm disposition. Uh, I never saw you get angry, Doc. Never, because I sat in many platforms with you, and you were always that cool, calm, and collected, uh, uh, you know, person that I always knew. Uh, Was it something to do with our topic? You know, perhaps a happy family is a healthy family, and a happy family is a a happy, healthy one. Uh, 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 How do you react to that? Did you have that type of uh, upbringing that perhaps manifests itself now, uh, Doc? Uh, yes, uh, we, uh, you know, my father was a very religious uh, person and uh, he brought us up in that way. Uh, you know, we had salah and Quran reading and, and uh, zikr and, you know, you know, as far as I can remember. Uh, and then my mother took over after that uh, when my father passed away. And so we've always had uh, a, a sort of a peaceful environment at home. So, uh, you know, and you, you learn over the years as well that... Uh, you know, becoming angry and upsetting people and upsetting yourself because when you upset somebody, you you also upset yourself. And uh, of course, if you upset somebody in the morning, you're going to be upset the whole day yourself. Uh, and if you get if you get upset at night, you're going to be having sleepless nights and having a problem as well. And you may upset the rest of your family. So you know, you learn that as you go along in life. And I, I'm sure most married people uh, would realize that by now that you know uh, it's not worth the effort of becoming upset or becoming angry. It's always a good idea to talk things over in a very calm uh, way so that uh, you can understand each other. Uh, once you understand each other, where people are coming from, uh, you'll have a better knowledge of what's going around, around you. And of course, uh, you can then uh, make decisions and, and, and try and make a compromise amongst yourselves. You know, Doc, you say that very eloquently. And also, you know, uh, strong family relations, you know, they're also a source of comfort, guidance and strength, you know, that you can draw on in times of stress. Uh, You know, likewise, they provide a sense of belonging, unconditional love. You know, you are not uh, likely to find everywhere or anywhere else because this is what family should be. This is what family ties should be. And, you know, you know what? I'm in a problem. I can go to that cousin. I can go to my brother. I can go to my rich sister. That end. Uh, Your thoughts? Yes, uh, we are, we always live, uh, uh, you know, our, we always live in an extended family system. 
And uh, wherever you go, uh, you know, wherever you go, whether, whether it's Indonesia or Malaysia or the Arab world, uh, you find people living in extended family situations where, uh, you know, there are three generations living together. Uh, grandfather, grandmother, father, mother, and brother, and, and their children are all living together happily. Uh, and uh, that's, that's what support is all about. And of course, you get immense support from other people in your in your family, your cousins, your uncles and aunts, and 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 the whole family. Uh, so, and, and this is what people who go overseas, Ashavat, people who go overseas and live overseas, this is what they miss most. You know, you have friends. They they would they will have friends. Say in America, they would have American friends, and they would have friends from other parts of the world who are Muslim. But they are not related to you, and that's the difference. They may, you know, they may care for you, and they may look after you, and they may uh, give you support. But it's not the same as having the support and care that your family can give you, because they understand you better. They know where you come from, uh, and uh, they, 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 you know, a lot of things are unspoken between cousins uh, because they know the the, the, the situation. Uh, so uh, I think. Mm-hmm. It's Important that uh, extend living in an extended family system has really great great benefits for everyone. Well, how beautifully said, Doc. And as you said, you know those that go overseas and are perhaps uh, showing us a facade. Hey, we happy here, but we in the meantime they're holding two jobs there. Uh, they're surrounded by non-Muslim neighbors, and you know they have to join in with the Halloween. Otherwise, if they don't do things like that. They'll be labeled as you know you are outsiders. You 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 shouldn't belong. You don't belong to our culture and so forth and so forth. But you can't beat it when you have a powerful family relationship and it's a uh, you know. But on the other hand, uh, uh, doctor, you know uh, when uh, these relationship where we talking about the family relationship uh, become unhealthy or stressful, uh, you know they can feel exhausting and sometimes emotionally draining. In fact, a highly conflict or toxic family relationship can cause a lot of damage not only to the media but it goes down to the generations. Uh, take us through that, uh, Doc. Yes, uh, you know, we have different kinds of personalities. All of us, we are not the same. Allah Ta'ala has made each one of us different. And, and Allah Ta'ala has given each one of us a different personality. And we need to understand this. We need to know where the other person is coming from, what their understanding is. And... Uh, you know, they also have issues. They, 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 they also carry baggage through, uh, through their life. And, uh, you know, we always say the things that have happened to you in the past, which are not good, which are bad things that have happened to you in the past, uh, is going to stay with you for the rest of your life. So it's like, you know, you're going on a journey uh, and you're going, to, you're going on a journey until you leave this world. Uh, but, you know, you don't have to carry the baggage. Uh, you can leave it on the floor next to you. Uh, at least you, you know that it's there, you, you, you understand that it happened, but you are not carrying it and worrying over it and, and smarting over it and, and uh, bringing it up every now and then and crying about it. Uh, that's carrying the baggage. But if you just leave it on the floor, that means you, 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 you remember it, but you have overcome it and you say, well, that's, that's a bad part of my life. I'm just going to move on. And, and if you do that, your present life will increase, will improve because you are not carrying that baggage that's weighing you down. So that's very important for people to understand if different members of the family may have their own baggages uh, from childhood. And 
uh, that needs to be explored and and you know and and whoever is carrying this baggage uh, needs to know that look you know what I don't need to I don't need to carry this throughout my life I can I can remember it I can think about it but I'm not going to allow it to weigh me down and that, that's the problem so each one in a family situation will have a different personality and needs to be treated slightly differently and you'll know that if you you with your wife and your children uh, and each child will have their own personality and each child needs to be treated in a slightly different way to accommodate that personality uh, we as parents need to understand this and we as grandparents as well if we can understand this uh, we'll find that life will be much much happier in a family situation when everybody takes the others into account and everybody uh, thinks about the rights of others rather than the rights of themselves Mm, alhamdulillah for that uh, doc also you know i was doing some uh, reading and i noticed that for instance uh, research indicates that 10% to 30% of children grow up in families where their health and well-being are endangered or weakened by unhealthy family relationships now isn't that uh, very unfair on the child uh, perhaps uh, the elders uh, that are, are causing this uh, toxic uh, situation are they selfish or are they are uh, you know uh, you know culpable in uh, uh, ruining the future generation uh, doc yes uh, we we know uh, we understand and, and from research that has been done uh, over years uh, we know that children who come from an abusive family become abusers themselves uh, and 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 the reason why the reason why that happens is that when you are living and uh, you, your children think differently from adults children's thinking is different we we cannot talk to children like how we talk to adults uh, we, we must we must talk to children age appropriate in other words we need we need to talk to them according to how old they are uh, so we can't talk adult things to a 5 6 7 year old they will not understand because they have their own way in which they uh, they uh, they assimilate facts and and, and the, the way they think so if an abnormal family situation exists and the child grows up in this abnormal family situation the child will think that this is normal so when the child grows up the child will create an environment in that child's family to replicate what they went through in childhood and so they will then have an abnormal family relationship situation and so it it perpetuates uh, now with social media and, and a lot of information going around and children uh going into this and finding out uh there is been an awakening uh from from youngsters to say that you know what this is not normal my father and mother brought me up in an abnormal way and therefore i'm going to try and correct it i'm not going to be in the same uh situation i know it's wrong uh and and it shouldn't have been like this uh and and so it it has helped uh to try and create an awareness in young people to say that look you know what my family did not bring me up like a normal family there are there issues there i had a very angry father who was a dominating father uh, who we were scared to talk to the father uh, we, we 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 you know he he was shouted us out at us at the least thing uh, that we did uh, and uh, he was unfriendly uh, and 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 that's how we thought fathers should be but then we learned over the years and with social media and in interaction with our friends we learned that fathers are not supposed to be like that the fathers are supposed to be loving and friendly and engaging and and 
and of course not treating them as friends, but uh, treating them with respect. Even children require respect. So if you do that, you will get a child who will then bring up their family in a similar way. And that's what we need to do to improve our ummah, to improve the way our ummah works. Uh, because we have uh, some very bad examples in our ummah uh, that create real, real bad, bad stress uh, in spouses and also on, on children. Jazakallah khaira for that, uh, people. Yes, I've been co- in conversation with our senior family physician, uh, Dr. Faru Kafiji, and mashallah, really enjoying a very healthy uh, discussion with him. I remember that uh, doctor also is a lecturer at the University uh, Medical School also, mashallah. So much of things that I didn't tell you about him, but uh, he tells me, no, Shafat, I don't flaunt my credentials. That's the humility of the man. And uh, Doc, you know, when you look at it, generally people depend on the families in times of crisis for emotional and uh, you know, practical support. Sometimes they even depend on them for support when they're experiencing a, fin- uh, you know, a financial crisis. Now, the family is a constant, uh, you know, it's constant in the person's life. Families also carry... Doctor, I think this is very important. They carry your history and share your future. Who better than siblings, parents, and other close uh, relatives to reminisce uh, 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 about childhood? You know, when you sit down with your cousin or, you know, someone from uh, the yesteryear, a family member, the joy it brings about, oh, you know, we plucked cherries here and we did that and we ate from the mango orchard or we went to the Blue Lagoon and was to go to the Japanese garden or the botanical garden. How important is that bond? And uh, recalling the family history and going back to the past, uh, you know, it adds to greater bonding and perhaps sharing those stories with the youngsters. You know, sometimes they become interested. Hey, my dad used to talk about uh, you, uh, Dr. Farouk, and uh, you used to play cricket together. And once uh, both of you are together, scored half a century and so forth. How important is that uh, to share with the youngsters and also with family members, you know, recalling the good days? Yeah, that's very important. Uh, absolutely important. Those are good memories. And in fact, we should uh, uh, we should allow our children to create that their own good memories for the future, for their future. So if we have children, uh, we need to create an environment where they can meet with their cousins, their first cousins and second cousins uh, as children. Uh, and uh, uh, they can play around and they can do things together. And they will remember this uh, as they grow old, older. And the reason why it's important is because if they create a bond uh, while they are children under under ten, or, uh, uh, you know, and, and they're playing around and they they uh, they have a, a good uh, relationship, um, maybe they will drift a little bit apart as time goes on. Uh, when they go on to their own lives, they get married and they have children themselves. They may drift a little bit apart, and these memories, uh, when when they come back, uh, they will they will foster a closeness to these relatives again. Uh, so uh, you know, so this bond again can be resuscitated later in life uh, when they're when a bit older and they need a bit more support because of all the things that happen uh, in their lives, the, the busy lives that people lead, all the things that needs to be done and all the things that where help is needed uh, and support is needed. Uh, you will need your, your, the support of your cousins and relatives. And of course, that memory, that good memory that you had as a child uh, will now come forward and 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 you will reminisce with your cousins and say, this is what we did and this is what we did and that's how we, we love to do this and we love to go to that place and have ice cream and remember our, our uncle so-and-so used to take us 
and we used to have ice cream uh, in that from that shop and we used to enjoy it and and this this uncle used to give us sweets and and uh, this this is what we did and we played games together and that kind of thing so all that comes back again later in life when you really really need that bond very badly but if you uh, if you are kept aloof as a child in your own family uh, cocoon and not uh, not allowing your children to 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 mix with your relatives and to um, to uh, engage with them and to play with them uh, that bond will not be there when they are adults uh, so you, you you know you 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 are creating a situation where they will have a problem when they are older uh, because they do not have strong bonds uh, with their first and second cousins uh, and uh, and so uh, it's important for us as parents to create this environment uh, and it can be in a in a in a religious way as well. I mean, you you can you can have meetings together and 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 you can you can talk about you know some religious aspect. Uh, talk about children when they're growing up, uh, the Sahaba, the Sahaba's children, and the Sahaba themselves, because some of the Sahaba were very young uh, when they met Rasulullah Sallallahu and they uh, they were, they engaged with him. Uh, those stories are also uh, very important, and of course. Uh, you know, you you can, you, you, but but as parents, you need to create that environment. And if you miss the opportunity, your children will not have to not have an opportunity to bond with their cousins for for um, for a benefit later in life. Mm, it make a lot of sense, uh, Doc, and Jazakallah uh, khair for that. Also, you know, uh, qualities of a strong family include appreciation, affection, commitment, positive communication, time together, strong coping skills, and spiritual well-being. And that is, uh, uh, you know, a no-gamer in the house of Islam because we are all spiritually uh, connected. We have uh, one kalima, we have one nabi, we have one Quran, and, you know, alhamdulillah, everything in uniformity. But uh, the importance of having all these uh, connection and uh, the spirituality, uh, perhaps the most important thing in a family bonding, what would you, uh, where would you say, which is the, uh, the, the, the quality you look for, Doc? Well, I think the important thing, the, the important thing is that, uh, you know, people in the family should have patience with each other. Uh, because as I said earlier, we are all different people and we all react in a different way. So we need to have patience and we need to have some understanding of what the other person is all about. And if we don't do that and we just blurt out things that are not necessary, that are hurtful, uh, those things that we say which are hurtful uh, may disappear, uh, you know, from, you know, the words may disappear, but the, the effect it leaves behind on the person is like a wound. And that uh, that can cause... Uh, relationship problems in the future. So we need to be careful what we say to each other and how we say it. A lot of a lot of the times, things that go wrong and things that are not going, not uh, not said right or not uh, not done right. A lot of the times, this should be overlooked completely. You should not even mention it. Give the person a chance because they may have made a mistake and they will may regret. They may think about it and they may regret it. And then they may not do it in the future. And if you didn't say anything and nobody said anything, everything would be okay. And, and that's the problem. People react to what other people say, and uh, that creates a, a, a huge problem. Um, also, there's a, there's, there's a jealousy aspect as well, which we can talk about uh, a little later, uh, which, which comes up as well in families, which 
creates big problems in, in families. Uh, and, I, and I think we need to touch on that uh, a little later. But I think the main thing that we need to do uh, in, in families is to have patience with each other and to under, try and understand each other to see uh, what's going on and, and think about what the other person is saying. Because they, uh, if something is bothering them, uh, you need to address what's bothering them rather than uh, not rather than the way they are telling it to you. Uh, the way they're telling it to you is the way they have grown up uh, from their families, uh, if they are in-laws, uh, they, they have grown up in a certain way which, which, you, which may be completely different from the way you grew up, uh, with the result that uh, they are now coming from that angle and you are now coming from your angle. And of course, there is a clash of, uh, of understanding. So I think it's very important to just let things go and let most of the things that happen in families, let it go. And, and, and don't take it seriously. Don't personalize it and, uh, and just overlook it and be friendly with each other, each other. And if somebody has hurt you, give them a gift, uh, make them feel nice. And uh, you'll find the turnaround uh, taking place and uh, uh, that person will start thinking about what they said and will feel sorry for what they said to you. Uh, and, uh, uh, you know, you, you, if you retaliate, the relationship will break down. But if you don't retaliate, there's a very good opportunity to foster a good relationship with that person. I tell you a wise word from a wise family physician. Yes, uh, you know, doctor, you make a lot of uh, sense when you talk to me and I find it very therapeutic. You know, appreciation, affection, is, 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 it's an important thing, you know. Uh, healthy families help one another, as we said, when they need it. They also keep their promises. You know, when you promise a family member, you keep your promise, you support one another, you show affection when they are, uh, when, uh, you know, we are together. Uh, a smile says a lot. Well, as you said, bringing a gift and putting it in the family's hand or a warm embrace, you know, between uh, uh, the same sexes or the squeezing of a hand and you have to hold the hand and talk gentle words and to show support to one another. How important is that, uh, you know, the, the, the body language when uh, keeping a, a very positive vibe amongst family members, uh, doctor? Yeah, that's, that's very important. Uh, and uh, yeah, that, that gentleness that you're talking about uh, is, is, is what we need in families. Uh, you know, our families, our close members, uh, they are part of our lives. Uh, they are our spouses, our husbands and wives. Uh, they are our grandfathers and grandmothers. Uh, they are our children and grandchildren. Uh, and, and these are people who are very close, close to us, uh, and not only you know, blood bond, but, but bonding as well. Uh, and, uh, uh, you know, we, we need to cherish this. We need to take special care of this unit. Uh, and, in, and, and it shouldn't be influenced by people outside this unit. Uh, I always draw circles uh, when I talk to uh, families about uh, relationship problems in families. And I draw uh, the main circle, uh, which would be your father and your, your mother and, your, and, and, all you, and all the children that they have, which means your brothers and sisters. And then when one of you gets married, Another circle develops uh, outside the circle, but not completely outside. It touches the circle, maybe about one eighth or one sixth of your circle, of the main circle. Uh, so, so, so your child, your son gets married to uh, a woman and, and they form their own circle now with their own children. But that circle should not impact on your circle very much. It should impact a little bit that means they have a little bit of influence in your family and you have a little bit of influence in their family 
but the majority of the time, the two family circles are independent of each other. And so if another person gets married from the family, they create another circle on their own. And again, that circle abuts a little bit into the main circle, uh, maybe one six or one eight, depending on, 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 uh, on, on the relationship. And of course, that person now creates their own uh, uh, circle, and that circle abuts a little bit into the circle of the, of the brother or sister that got married previously. And so, again, not influencing each other, but supporting each other and caring for each other, but not overwhelming each other, not telling people what to do. Don't tell people what to do because they have their own lives to lead and they, have, they, they can make uh, decisions on their own unless it goes against Islamic principles. Yes, then you can step in and say, this is wrong and this is not, not what we should be doing. Uh, this is not our teaching. This is not Sharia. That's fine. But any other, any other decisions that people make on living, on, on things that they need to have in their flat or in their house, uh, things that they need to cook, things that nobody should interfere with them. They should be left on their own. And, and in that way, you're giving independence to each family unit. And that creates a very strong bond uh, with the main family unit because they know that you are not interfering in their affairs and they are, in, they are not interfering in your affairs. And, uh, and, and you'll see that you'll have a peaceful uh, family situation if you do that. In other words, you respect each other's lives. Uh, you don't overwhelm them by, by directing, directing them as to what to do and telling them what to do. If you do that, you're controlling them. And control is a very bad thing. And a lot of people misunderstand control. They think control is love. They think control is love, but control is not love. Uh, that's not love. That's controlling somebody, uh, which is creating a problem for that person. Uh, and it can drive people away from you just by the fact that you are you are trying to control their lives. And, uh, and uh, uh, this, again, creates a friction. Uh, say, uh, we're talking about the husband and wife and the children, and one, one son gets married and brings in his wife, and they create another unit. Uh, if you try and control your son now uh, in his marriage, you are going to have a problem with your daughter-in-law uh, because your daughter-in-law is not going to understand why you are trying to control their lives. Why are you telling them what to do and what not to do and what to have in the house and what to cook and, and where to buy things from and what? Leave them alone because that's what they need to do. They need to create their own family structure. And this is one of the biggest problems that we have in our, in our community where parents try to control the lives of their children. And grandparents can try to control the lives of their children and their grandchildren. And that creates a lot of animosity and a lot of family disunity uh, that, I, that I see around. I tell you, absolutely brilliant, uh, Doc. On that note, we'll go for a quick break. And inshallah, we will continue after that. You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. Medical files in consultation with the family physician, Dr. Farooq Hafiji. Our topic uh, this uh, evening, a happy family is a healthy family. And Alhamdulillah, doctor, putting it all together, you know, typically healthy families have fun when they are together, smiling, laughing, uh, you know, laughter is there, it's heard. And uh, whether the time is planned or spon spontaneous, uh, strong families enjoy being around one another. They also share one uh, another's interest and passion. And uh, some of us, you know, have uh, this uh, family gathering once a month and, you know, bring your own, get together, eat, and perhaps a, an elder 
will give a, a you know a, a motivational talk so forth what's your views on that doctor yes that's very very important absolutely important but uh, we need to take into account uh, the environment that we are going to meet in and uh, we must make sure of course that we are not uh, we're not uh, we're not crossing any boundaries that allah ta'ala has put uh, and especially with cousins the first cousins uh, they can be a problem, um, marham, non-marham uh, situation. But you know, uh, Shafat, most of the houses that we we live in and most of the houses that we build uh, are not uh, according to how we live, how we should be living. And that creates a problem. Uh, the open plan kitchen and lounge and dining room situation uh, it creates a, a mixing pro problem and, 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 and an absence of further uh, facilities. So I think when, when we build a house or when we move into a house, I think uh, we need to make corrections there and make sure that uh, there's some partitions and some uh, in a friendly way, not in a friendly way, uh, where uh, people can segregate segregate in, within the house and uh, and 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 therefore thereby enjoy each other's company, uh, but in a in a way that uh, would preserve uh, the parda. I think that's that's very important. We don't we don't consider that because we are living in houses that are planned by uh, non-Muslims and uh, for, for generations and generations, and uh, our houses are, are are not geared. Most of them are not geared for this kind of living. But I think uh, this is very important. This meeting every uh, so often, uh, and it's, it's it reinforces the bond that we have. It creates a bond. Uh, must be careful though, because sometimes a lot of gossip takes place in these gatherings, and uh, we need to make people aware of that. Uh, that you don't talk about anybody, you don't talk about anybody in these in these gatherings. You talk about things that happen, things that are, are going to happen, the environment around you, and and what happened in school, and what what happened in university, and engage children as well. The adults should talk very decently and respectfully to children to find out what's going on, and if you do that. The children will tell you if things go wrong, if something is happening in school or in, in the environment that you should know about, they will not tell you if you adopt an attitude of of control and of, of uh, like, a, like a military situation. They will not tell you. They will, they will, they will keep it hidden and you, you would not know. So you need to create, in these meetings, you need to create a very happy, open environment uh, where people can engage and talk uh, talk about things rather than people, and uh, I think uh, you know uh, this is where bonds are created. This is where uh, you can you can read salah together, and that's very important. We should all, at some stage, read salah with all our family members, and that again creates a bond. And here's an opportunity to maybe after the salah uh, give a little two minute, three minute, five minute little talk uh, on some dini aspect, uh, and again that. Uh, uh, that creates an awakening and it creates a closeness and, and, and increases the bond that we have with our family. So these family gatherings, uh, Shafat, uh, cannot be overemphasized. They are so, so, so very important. 
Uh, well said that, Doc. And also, you made the point, uh, you know, it should be a family gathering where positively, uh, you know, you talk about uh, positive things and, you know, uh, backbiting or looking at each other's shoes and what type of dress this one way and how that one was and what's the latest car you bought and so forth. I don't know. But, uh, Doc, you make a lot of sense. And uh, I read in between the lines that, that you said it has to be a powerful one. And, you know, unfortunately, uh, as human beings, you find that some elders, uh, sometimes they are aging uh, not gracefully, but, uh, you know, they, they start, uh, uh, they're more prone to vulgarity and cracking jokes all the time, but very rude jokes, which is uh, not uh, compatible, you know, it's not uh, good for women folk and even children to listen to, besides us listening to that. How do you tackle that uh, issue where you find a family member who, you know, succumbs to things like this, but he's uh, infringing on the rights of other family members by, uh, you know, quoting vulgar jokes or rude jokes, uh, Doc? Yes, all our, all our families have uh, one person or two people in the family that create a problem. Uh, most families have them. Uh, and uh, it's something that we need to put up with. We, we, uh, we cannot, uh, uh, and, uh, we, we cannot uh, uh, push them away or shove them away. I think it's important uh, for a senior member of the family to take this person aside privately and say, you know what, uh, we've got children here. We got uh, we got women around. Uh, we shouldn't be, you know, we should be respectfully saying things uh, that are positive, that are good, uh, so that, uh, that so that there's no unpleasant things that are happening here. I think it's important just to take that person aside. Don't say it in front of people, and don't uh, make a big issue out of it. Uh, take the person quietly on the side, and and if the person continues to do that, uh, then you you know you you may have in, in, in by looking at the whole. Thing, how bad it is, whether, whether there's swearing involved, a lot of swearing involved. Uh, if, if, uh, if that's the case, and if it continues, you may have to exclude this person uh, from the gathering uh, and, and tell them, look, you know what, um, it's better that you, you stay away and, and, you know, until you are ready to come back again without using those words, uh, then we, we, we know we can get you back in the gathering. But uh, the one important thing uh, that I would like to remind parents about uh, and that is that, you know, uh, children are always listening. They're always listening to, to what we're saying and what we and, and they watch to see what we do. So our saying and what we say and what we do uh, is a learning for them. Uh, so if you want your children to behave well and to say the right things and to, uh, to, to, to be good people, you need to be a good person. You need to train yourself to speak well to speak of good things and to do good things. Your children will follow automatically. You don't even have to tell them. You really don't have to tell them. They will, they will want to be like you. They will absolutely have an urge to become, to become like you. And if you want your children to be good, you have to be good. If you are not good, your children are going to come up just like you. If you're telling them one thing and doing something else, it's not going to help. A person who smokes in the house and tells children not to smoke you, you think the children are going to uh, believe this person? They are not going to believe this person. Now, let's take this further and say, if you are an angry person and you are, you are continuously uh, picking up, picking people on, uh, in the house and, and abusing them, the children, will, uh, the children will learn this. They think this is normal. This is how, this is how you should behave. And of course, they will grow up like that. But, uh, but if you want your children to be good and, and well-behaved, you need to be good and well-behaved. And if things are 
something that creates anxiety or something that is sad that's happening around you, uh, don't talk in front of the children about it because it creates a lot of anxiety in children and anxiety in children presents differently from how it presents in adults. Anxiety in children makes them irritable and makes them a nuisance, uh, makes them climb things. And, and you wonder why is this child going berserk like this and, and doing all the wrong things. In the meantime, this child has got anxiety and the anxiety has been created by you yourself by talking about something that's, for instance, in, in, in our present situation, uh, if, they are, uh, if there's a robbery in, in, in the street or a robbery uh, close by, or the armed robbery, or somebody's been, somebody in the family got involved in armed robbery, don't talk in front of children. You rather talk about it when you're alone, uh, away from the children, because it conjures up images of, of, of you being assaulted, or you being killed, or you being shot at uh, in, in the children, and creates a lot of anxiety and can cause depression in children as well. So what you say, what you say and what you do in a family situation is very, very important when you are bringing up children. Uh, so we always make the right choices uh, with children when you're conversing with them. Uh, if you have something serious to talk about, talk about it privately in your room away from the children. Yes, uh, Doc, uh, absolutely brilliant there. And, you know, uh, children have ears and they also are so perceptive. Uh, they look, they make eye contact with you and perhaps they can read more in you than you know what they're reading, uh, Doc. Yes, uh, they, they, absolutely. They and, and as I said earlier, they, their understanding is different from our understanding and the way they think is different from the way we think. Uh, and that's what creates a problem. You may You may say something and not worry about it, but what you, what you said, they heard, and they will be worrying about it. So you don't want that to happen, and you don't want them that, that to mess up their lives. Uh, it, it's something that is not important for them to, to understand at their age. It's not something that, that, they, that they can do something about. They are, they are still children. So I think uh, for a good family environment, for a, for a happy family environment, uh, you need to be careful of what you say in front of children. It, that's very, very important. Uh, and uh, even issues in school, uh, issues that, that are traveling, uh, you know, don't discuss it in front of children because it creates big problems for them. Uh, they're always projected onto you, you, onto their parents and think something bad is going to happen to them. And then they start feeling sick themselves. Jazakallah for that, uh, Doc. Uh, really making a lot of sense uh, this evening. And also, you know, the resiliency is a hallmark of uh, uh, healthy families. Whilst, you know, dealing with a challenge or a crisis is uh, never easy, Doc. Healthy families encourage one another to remain strong and hopeful. They often look for the good in a bad situation and accept the things that they cannot change, going through a crisis together, making the bonds even stronger. And, you know, uh, uh, perhaps the families of yesteryear, the quality of sabr, I mean, they were the epitome of a suburb of patients, uh, Doc. Uh, yes, absolutely. And that, that's, uh, that's, that's the patients that we were talking about earlier. Uh, and uh, we need to support each other in a situation like that. There are so many bad things happening at this time in our lives. Uh, it, it's, you know, it's, it's not a very good time in the history of mankind uh, with all the bad things that are happening around, around us. Uh, there's so much of fitna that's taking place and so much of crime and so much of... Uh, uh, of uh, people dying and people being sick and you know and suffering, it's, there's so much of negative things around us, and and we need to create 
uh, we need to deliberately create an atmosphere of positivity in the house uh, and, and, and try and keep these negative things uh, away from, especially children, and even ourselves as well. Uh, you know, mental health has taken a very severe uh, strain uh, in, in people with, this, uh, with what's happening at the moment with so many people passing away with COVID-19 and, and people who are becoming very seriously sick and people uh, spending three, four, five weeks in hospital, in ICU, uh, and coming out with, uh, uh, with long COVID where, where the disease, uh, the effect of the disease is lasting uh, sometimes six months, sometimes nine months, uh, and the person is not uh, fit for work and is creating financial problems, uh, is creating, uh, uh, so, 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 you know, all these are negative things. And we need we need to rely on Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. And as far as we're concerned, uh, all this, uh, you know, Allah Taala is in control of everything. Allah Taala is definitely in control of everything. And this virus is no doubt a, a way in which Allah Taala is making us wake up uh, uh, to see what's going on around us. Uh, it, it took Allah Taala one virus to stop the whole world, um, one virus that we can't even see uh, that he stopped the whole world and. And, and the top scientists in the world are grappling with how to manage this thing, how to control this thing. Uh, see what Allah Ta'ala has done. One small little virus has changed the whole world. Uh, and, but we need to go back to basics. We need to go back to our Islamic teachings because those teachings are perfect in this situation. We need to keep away from people. We need to, uh, we need to not go into the marketplace as much as we used to do, like uh, the malls and all that. Uh, we need to uh, we need not go into big gatherings like big weddings and big walimas and and those are the the, the areas where uh, where this virus is spreading. So Allah Taala is showing us that you know I don't want you to do this kind of thing. Uh, you know I want you to to be more with your family. Uh, I think now with this COVID, there are more salahs read in the house than ever before, and more azans being given in houses than ever before. Uh, and as far as I know from all the people that, that I talk to, uh, you know, people have never, sometimes have never performed salah in their house. Uh, they've, they've always performed salah in the masjid. And now they're performing salah at, at home with the congregation at sometimes uh, some salahs. And that's creating, again, a bond with the family. Uh, and uh, as, as Rasulullah SAW said, uh, they don't make your homes into graveyards. Uh, read some salah at home. Um, she's talking about nafil and sunnah salahs. But of course, with COVID, a lot of first salahs have been read at home. So it has changed our whole environment. And I think uh, uh, this negative thing, uh, we need to keep away from our family members and try and uh, encourage them to talk about positive things and, and, and be, be a, a support for each other uh, and, and uh, uh, be there for, for each other's health. Mm, yeah, doctor, you know, unfortunately, uh, because family relationships are so complex, they're not always easy to navigate. In fact, you know, dealing uh, with uh, difficult family members is uh, very hard. And even though it may be better uh, for our stress levels and our health uh, to eliminate strained relationship from life, it's not always that simple when the difficult people are related uh, to you uh, to keep the conflict at bay and reduce your stress levels. Uh, check, uh, you know, uh, when you check out all these uh, messages that they send and you know it's a difficult family member, how do we uh, treat, you know, these family, uh, everything that you say, you know, they'll turn it around or they are very opinionated, they know better than you, and you'll find that this uh, family member, uh, if you share notes, is very unpopular with uh, many other family mem members. Uh, your thoughts there, Doctor? 
Yes, uh, we do have uh, each each family has a member like that somewhere along along the way, uh, and uh, sometimes it becomes very intense. Uh, sometimes the person may talk about negative things all the time. Uh, it's just a negative attitude to life, uh, and that negative attitude to life can can be passed on to pe other people in the other members of the family. Uh, nothing is right, everything is wrong. You know what you do? You see, you, you must never sever family relations. You must never break up family relations. So it doesn't mean that you isolate this person completely and not have anything to do with that person. That's the wrong thing to do from a, from a, from a, from a Islamic perspective. Uh, we need to we need to uh, uh, we need to join family ties rather than breaking family ties. But in a situation like this, where it becomes intolerable and 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 they bring everyone down and and people are uncomfortable in their presence, uh, we need to keep contact at minimum. We need to we need to have minimum contact with this person. We must go there, say hello, assalamu alaikum, give them a gift, give them something, uh, and. Uh, uh, just spend five, ten minutes with them to make sure everything is okay. They need any help, uh, if, if if they need any support, and then that's it. You go home, uh, and uh, try not to invite them in a situation where you are going to be, have other family members there. Uh, you know, you which may may create a problem. Uh, so they will get the message after a while that you know I'm not being invited to these to, to these functions. It will create a negative feeling in them as well, as far as that is concerned, and they may challenge you for it. Uh, but you know, you 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 know, you, you need to overlook it. You need to say just you know, be nice to them, just visit them occasionally uh, to keep the family bond together. Uh, but uh, don't engage with them. Don't engage with them in conversation. Uh, that's what creates the problem. Uh, so uh, otherwise, if it's a person who is understanding and who who uh, who you can talk to, uh, maybe again a private conversation with them. Uh, can you know can make um, a difference and tell them that look you know what we are we're having a family gathering and let's not talk about bad things let's not talk about negative things let's talk about good things and if you don't have any anything good to say rather keep quiet and enjoy the company of of our family members uh, and, and they would love to see you but uh, you know don't talk about anything negative and uh, yeah just uh, you know just enjoy them but, uh, you know and uh, and create a bond with them. So uh, and, and a lot of you can win a lot of family members that way and change them around uh, because what they will notice is that when they keep quiet and not talk about negative things, other family members will come and talk to them and 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 create a bond with them uh, because now suddenly they realize that this person is not talking about bad things all the time or negative things all the time, and in that way, mm -hmm. person who is uh, who is uh, who is causing the problem. Uh, will understand that you know what if I just keep quiet and I don't talk about anything bad, I get more friends. With, I get more friendly with my with my relatives. So uh, you know, I think that's the way to handle it. That way, the way to handle it is to have minimal contact with the person and 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 be good to that person. Uh, and you you find that slowly uh, they may change. Mm. Well said, uh, Doc. Also, you know, you look at uh, sibling uh, relationships are complex, but even more so if siblings uh, rivalry or, you know, jealousy exists. In fact, adult siblings uh, rivalry uh, can cause strained relationships uh, where siblings argue and struggle to get along. And, uh, you know, this jealousy factor and all that coming through rivalry and all so forth. Uh, you, you know, your take on that? Yes, uh, that's true. And, and you know, sibling rivalry is 
it's very common in families. And, and uh, from my experience and my understanding of the cause of it is usually uh, the parents. Uh, and uh, without realizing it, uh, we create a situation where one child thinks that you are paying more attention to the other child. Uh, and that's what creates a rivalry between those two. Uh, they may have a problem amongst themselves, and you think, oh, uh, he's always fighting with his brother. He's always fighting with his brother, but always fighting with his sister. But they don't realize that they are the cause of it. And the way they are the cause of it is that they are paying more attention to the sister, and they're, they're not paying attention to the brother, uh, the, the, the son. They're paying more attention to their daughter, with the result that the son is feeling left out. And the, and the son is now developing an animosity towards his sister simply because his, he, he thinks in his mind that his sister is grabbing all the attention from their parents. So in that way, that's one of the main causes of sibling uh, uh, rivalry. And I think uh, we need to be alert. We need to be aware of this, especially those people listening who have, who have young children. Don't favor one child over another in any way whatsoever. And, and uh, sometimes, you know, you have two sons, uh, and then you get a daughter, and you, and Allah Ta'ala gives you a daughter, and you, 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 you're over the moon with the fact that you've got a daughter, and now you put so much of emphasis on this daughter, and you give this, this girl this girl so much of attention that the two brothers are now looking and wondering what's going on here, uh, because now we were the favorites before, and now look, this girl has come in to our lives, and this girl is now taking all the attention and all the... Uh, limelight, and uh, so they, they, then they, they, they will start not liking the sister, which you don't want. You don't want to create that atmosphere. So it's very important to keep paying attention. So you hug one child, you have to hug another child. You, have, you hug one child, you ch hug the other child. You carry one child, you have to carry the other child. And that's what you have to do. You, there's no other way. You have to treat each member of the family equally as much as you can. It's hard. It's not easy, and it also requires a lot of presence of mind. It also requires you to think about what's going on at the moment, uh, and not, uh, you know, not afterwards. Or, or, or you can't plan these things. These things happen spontaneously. So you need to develop a habit in your family to treat each member equally, and you find that the brothers and sisters would love each other, and they'll 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 be very friendly with each other simply because they know that mom and dad loves me just as, mu as much as they love my brother or my sister. And, and, and that can prevent this jealousy that uh, children have against their, 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 their siblings. Uh, that's what creates a problem, not only in childhood, this can go on to adulthood as well. And it can leave a mark for the rest of their life. And they'll find that they don't get on with their brother or sister in adult life. For some reason, there is like a barrier between them and they are not uh, as close as they should be as brothers and sisters. And uh, this is again something that's, that, that happens, and, and, and the reason is that this, this started in childhood. And how did, this, how did this start? It started with the parents. And uh, you know, so we as parents need to really sit and think about this. Unfortunately, there is no manual or guide as to how to be a parent. Uh, and Allah and has made it very easy for us all we need to do is follow the guide that has been given to us by our, our beloved Nabi Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And we just follow that guide and uh, we don't need any books or anything else. We just need the way he 
engaged with children and the way he engaged with uh, his family members and uh, he way, the way he engaged uh, with his in-laws. Uh, and uh, that would that would be our blueprint to bring up a healthy family. Yes, uh, Doc, uh, really uh, making a lot of sense. And uh, perhaps, you know, uh, you, you hear that I hate my sister. Or, you know, uh, this happens because maybe father liked uh, that sister more than the other sister. And then the, maybe that sister, as they grow and go through, the, uh, through life, uh, holds that grudge because my father liked her. And yeah, generally, you know, when you like her and you say, hey, but why can't you be like this daughter of mine? Why can't you be like my, uh, why are you so lazy? And then that sister bears a grudge. And perhaps, uh, you know, uh, adds to uh, the fragmentation of uh, family relations, uh, Doc? Uh, yes, it, it, it does, absolutely. And uh, uh, the other big thing that, that it does, uh, the, the other thing that we don't think about, which it does, is that say, take, for instance, a husband and wife. Uh, they have had a, uh, they've had a son, uh, and then they have a daughter whom they're paying more attention to, and the son has now developed uh, a, a, a dislike for the sister, and start hitting the sister and being rude to the sister uh, simply because he thinks the parents like, or he knows that the parents like. And sometimes they think the parents like uh, the daughter more, uh, the, his sister more than them. But sometimes it's not so. Sometimes the parents are quite uh, equal with, the, with them, but the perception of the son is that uh, the, the parents like the, the, uh, the daughter more. So the brother and sister, there's a rivalry going on here, but there, there's another thing that's taking place uh, in behind the scenes, and that is the child, the child, the son now, in his heart, knowing that the parents are now paying more attention to my sister, develops a, a sort of an animosity towards his parents, and uh, it's very difficult for a child to develop an animosity to their parents because he loves the mother and father, and, uh, and the mother and father will show love to him as well, but he will. Disregard that because the more important thing for him at that stage in life, a five, six, seven, eight-year-old child is 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 a love from the, from his parents. And if he sees that the love is going to his sister rather than to him, he's going to develop that inner animosity towards the parents. And so what will happen is as the child grows up, and if, if this is not corrected, if it is not corrected through life, and the child reaches 10, 12, the child then becomes a rebellious child. The child will become rebellious. The parents will tell the child, read Salah, and he'll say, no, I'm not going to read Salah. Uh, and and when, when he grows older, becomes a teenager, uh, he's not going to do what the parents ask him to do. He'll do the direct opposite of what the parents are asking him to do. And these are the ch children that are high risk for drug addiction and for uh, for misdemeanors that, that occur uh, in teenage life. And, 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 and if you look back now, why is this happening? Uh, it's happening because of how the parents treated their children when they were young. Uh, now he's coming out now in this son who now has like an animosity towards the, par towards the parents for what they did when he was a bear, when he was a child. And the child doesn't understand this. Uh, and the teenager won't understand this either. But uh, they just have a, a situation where they say, I'm not going to listen to what my father tells me. I'm not going to listen to what my mother tells me. Because they didn't love me. They loved my sister more than they loved me. They left me aside. And I've, I've been suffering all these years uh, without love. And uh, so why must I listen to them now? And that's the attitude that they develop, and it's very hard to break, uh, break down that relationship, to break down that, that thinking and that attitude when they are teenagers. 
Yes, uh, Doc, uh, really uh, enjoyed you this evening and, you know, listening to you and I've just made uh, notes for myself and I said, work towards uh, strengthening and improving uh, our family relations. Uh, be open, honest and empathetic. Uh, empathetic. Uh, but we should not be afraid to set boundaries uh, with toxic or abusive uh, family members and we are not required to uh, endure abuse uh, just uh, because they are uh, related to us. Perhaps sometimes it's uh, better to uh, press the delete button and say, hey, I don't want any toxic, I don't want the high stress levels and so forth. Doc, uh, your parting words uh, this evening? Yes, I think overall, uh, you know, we, we, we need to create a, an environment in a family which is very friendly, uh, which is loving, uh, and uh, which takes the views of other people in the family uh, and, and, and respect for each, each one, even if it's children. You respect the child and the child will respect you. You respect your wife and your wife will respect you. You, you, you respect your husband and your husband will respect you. And if you, uh, if, 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 and, the two, and if you love your wife and you show affection to your wife in front of your children, they will know that that's what we need to do when we grow up to our wives and our, and our husbands. So you create that, uh, that type of loving environment in your family. And if you do that, inshallah, Allah Ta'ala will make your family into something that is very, very, that is very, very good and something that will give you a lot of uh, satisfaction, give you the coolness of your eyes, inshallah. I mean, uh, so, I mean, bless you, Doc, uh, for being with us. A uh, really valuable uh, opinion coming in, uh, a lovely consultation with you. Uh, Allah keep you. Talk to you soon. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Time for us to go for the Isha Azan, and inshallah we will continue after that.